Welcome to Pro Shots, podcast number one, where Ben, Kelly, and Richard sit down and talk about, well, what we're going to talk about and get distracted along the way. So welcome everybody to the the, uh, inaugural, I guess. The first one. The first one. That's what that means. Preliminary. 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 That's a big one. Initial Pro Shots podcast. And we're, we're learning as we're going. We're trying to figure all this out. So it'll sound better the next time we do it. Um, but we just wanted to sit down and get one in the books and talk about what we're going to talk about. And so today we, we have uh, me, Richard. Ben. And Kelly. And Kelly. No context as to who Ben and Kelly are. Well, I was just going to have to figure that out. So let's tell people who we are. <laughs> uh, who's going first? You go first. I'm going first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm Ben Campbell. I'm the gunsmith here. Um, commonly referred to as the best hammer user. Sometimes, not always. Next to Joe Moore. Next to who Joe. Who always got the larger hammer. Got the bigger hammer. But anyway. Shout uh, out to Jeff. Yeah. I work on uh, lots of the guns that come through. Cleanings, uh, accessorizing, putting in triggers, doing trigger jobs, repairs, various things. Sawing barrels off of the... Yeah, we just, uh, like, literally 30 minutes ago, um, took an old shotgun that Richard had and cut about a foot of the barrel off so that it was uh, still minimum legal length, but much more handy. A coach gun. Made it a coach gun, basically. Out of a 16-gauge, which is cool. Which is cool. 16-gauge coach gun. Good luck finding ammo. Right. I've got tons of it. Because ammo <coughs> apocalypse. I love 16-gauge, but... No. Um, anyway. Ben, the gun plumber. The gun plumber. Kelly? So, my name is Kelly. No last name. Uh, I was raised by wolves. Um, <laughs> I'm one of the instructors here at Pro Shots. I'm not allowed to do any gunsmithing, uh, but... <coughs> Anyway, uh, started out in the, the uh, law enforcement community, went to the Marine Corps, got out of the Marine Corps uh, where I did infantry for a little over five years and then been instructing for a couple years uh, post-Marine Corps and so just grateful to be part of the team. Yeah, if you ever see one of our videos and he's in it, his face will be the one that's pixelated. So. Yes. Yeah, he's kind of a secret squirrel. And then if you don't know me, I'm Richard. I've been here... Pretty much since the place, almost, not quite from day one, but I've been here going on 11 or 12 years and do instructing, run, have fun running the leagues, um, yeah. doing that stuff. I don't even think I've been shooting guns <clears throat> that long. As long as I've been here? No, yeah, I. so I'd have to count. I shot my first gun in the building. Oh, okay. At 13, lane 8. At a target? At a target, yeah, no, yeah, we were in the no, range. Just out on the sales we were, yeah, yeah, no, we were in the range, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, when I was thirteen, I pulled a trigger on a three weight for the first time, so that's how that started. And look at you now. Look at me now. Yeah, it's been. Um, and then years, years later, when I was in high school, Dad come up here and had a, tra- a gun transferred from you. Ordered it. Yep. And we bought it from Pro Shots. Like that was even before we had guns on the wall. It's weird for me because. We had that Boy Scout troop. Mm-hmm. I believe they're what the Rangers. Yeah, sounds right. It's for older scouts, but those kids were like thirteen, fourteen, and now, say for instance, Noah's coming back. He's buying his own guns. His mom still comes with him, but yeah. very much a young adult. 
and continuing in the shooting sports. And that's cool to see for me. I never thought I'd – well, you don't even think about that when you start teaching. But see these young kids grow into adults and still in shooting sports, that's what I like about teaching and, and instructing. Well, two, making people safer. So, Yeah. Why do you like teaching? Uh, well, I think um, one of the important aspects of teaching is – making sure obviously safety is paramount so uh, teaching that humility with firearms a lot of people who have yeah. a background with firearms they don't always have a humble perspective about it and you know once you have an incident a safety incident especially it will humble you uh, so you need to go ahead and have that mindset before something like that happens to help prevent it from happening and you know it, it very well may stop something from happening but if something were to happen, having that humble mindset along with your safety training could help decrease the possibility of injuring yourself or somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Safe. We always say safety is paramount. It's like, it's like getting there or getting training before your bad habits take over. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that we harp on here at the store is, yeah, you may have shot. Uh, this is a new gun to you, but it's still probably a good idea. I mean, I, I've been shooting shotguns for years. I started, you know, Hunter Ed in high school. We had safety training on safety training. And I still like to hang out with class in classes with like Sonny or Richard and I still pick up a thing or two every once in a while and Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's there's no end to that. It just gets better. I think the danger too with people that have a lot of experience is that mm-hmm. they get complacent. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know it all. I do it right every time. I'm never gonna screw it up. And then that's when you have an incident, and that's dangerous. So. Well, and then and then they're so like uh, well, he was talking about the humility, the humbleness. Beyond that is, even when they do screw up, then they just blame it on something else. They never take any responsibility sometimes, um, which is probably more important. Yeah. Than a lot of people think. Well, and people always blame the gun. Yeah, this got heavy real quick. I'm it, okay it did. It, I'm okay with it. But, yeah. I mean, you think even if someone's not hitting the target correctly, it's always the gun's fault. Yeah. And I love the question you asked just like today at the counter. Hey, you mind if I shoot this first? Because their assumption, and just speaking generally, their assumption is usually going to be it's a problem with the gun. Talking about a humble attitude, they don't assume that the problem is with them or mm-hmm. the way they, they're shooting. It's obviously equipment because I'm a good shot when technically you're not the best shot you could be and there's something for you to learn here. Well, I mean, you could do that just changing guns. Like, if you're used to shooting a clean, breaking 1911 trigger and then you just decided that you're going to start carrying a clock, you know, you could maybe think that, God, I just don't shoot this trigger as well as my 1911. That's totally true, but you're just not used to it. Yeah, well, like I was saying to the same person, I love FNXs. Uh But I don't shoot those as naturally and as easily as I shoot other guns. And while I would love to buy one, that means more training to be proficient with that firearm. I'm glad you addressed that second half there because it always comes down to training too. Yeah. yeah, Whether whether or not the gun fits you, you can learn to use it. You can learn to Mm -hmm. overcome that. But it's additional training and it doesn't come naturally. And and my thought process is is then when you're in a, a critical incident and you're not thinking about things clearly it's easy to forget that additional training i prefer a gun i can just pick up and shoot without really having to think about it 
Yeah. Well, a wise man that actually works at the store <coughs> is neither one of you guys, but he told me. <laughs> I didn't think so. He told me, beware of the man that carries one gun because mm. he probably knows how to use it. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the reason I only have one pistol now, but I am saying that I don't have to worry about training or cross training with other platforms. That is yeah. the reason, though, right? That is the reason. Okay. Yeah, it's just that one guy's sure. words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. That's why, like, I love shooting my 1911. I probably train with it more than anything else just because I like the platform and I shoot that gun better than any other gun I own. So I feel kind of comfortable saying that aesthetically we all like the 1911 better than anything? Yes. Is that correct? Fact. All three Fact. of us? And then like we all carry Glocks because they work? <laughs> hey, my 1911 works. It's just it also well, weighs five times as much as yeah, the Glock. Yeah, you've got does. half the yeah, ammo. Half the capacity. And half the capacity. Twice the, the mags are more expensive. and Yeah. Half the fun at twice the cost. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. That's kind of funny. That's yeah. an interesting coincidence. Well, I love a 55 Chevy, too, but it's not my daily drive. Yeah, good luck. Right? <laughs> good luck getting to work in the snow. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so what are we going to talk about on the new podcast? I think we've been talking about it. We're just yeah. kind of well, going. I think broad strokes, one thing that we're going to definitely address is you know our interest in firearms and different categories of oh, yeah. firearms. Our, our not necessarily review because I don't think we're really going to get into that, but you know our take on what firearm is best for certain situations, you know ammunition for certain situations, um, you know what's what's good, what's a good investment for beginner shooters, intermediate, advanced shooters, as far as guns, ammo, uh, equipment. Um, I think we'll definitely also discuss the politics be- behind firearm ownership to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Try to remain a little. Uh, you know, apolitical in some cases, but uh, it's hard to do that in today's economy or in today's environment. Yeah. Um, but still, I think we're going to basically discuss a lot of the hot topic topic issues around firearms. I think people make assumptions too about political leanings when you talk start talking about the firearms industry. Oh yeah. And over the last two years, there have been fundamental shifts in. Who's buying guns? Who's learning to oh, shoot? Oh, yeah. Why Demographics are changing dramatically. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, you can be as apolitical or non-political as you want, and the mere fact that you own a gun in everybody else's or someone else's mind, you are now you. categorized as blank. Yeah. You get pigeonholed. Yeah. Gun owner is blank, and that changes for everybody who has an opinion on the matter. Um, but it's a politicized shouldn't be but it's a politicized subject in our world this day do you find that people that would pigeonhole individuals tend not to engage even they have their opinion well it's like the confirmation bias folks who just want to hear the stuff they want to hear um and they're not out there looking at other information not having conversations with other gun owners they just have their opinion yeah and it's based on they just shore up their opinion more and more until they feel safe in their that little bubble yeah, their opinion castle. Yeah, but well, that's cool. Yeah, you mentioned like calibers and what's appropriate for certain scenarios, hunting and self-defense or plinking. And I like day one, I was like, we need to talk about the caliber wars. Oh, because oh. it just goes forever. E equals mv squared. I always revert back to that. So yeah, that's energy is a function of mass times velocity. It doesn't really matter. It's like math. <laughs> Like well, I also I, if I'd known how much math was involved, <laughs> oh, right. no, yeah, I would have yeah. paid attention when I was in school, but too late. <laughs> I would also like to dispel the uh, the the horrible 
atrocity that is hydrostatic shock. Hydrostatic just shock. Just want to break down that word real quick, just for all you 40 Smith & Wesson fans. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. Uh, immediately <laughs> aggravating a good quarter of our audience. Yeah. Perfect. It's all right. <laughs> um, hydrostatic shock. So hydro meaning water, static meaning water that is motionless or otherwise static, shock meaning how much of that water can you disperse by shooting a bullet into it. That's so dumb. Um, if you're shooting bullets into puddles just to brag about how big your puddle is. But Kelly, ballistics gel. It's not the same as flesh. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much we try, it's not the same as flesh. It gives us a good representation. Do you guys... Oh, well, then what do you think about... Who's the guy in the Pacific Northwood? Not Granddaddy, but um, Paul Harrell. Have you seen his meat target? Oh, his oranges in a bag? <laughs> yeah. It's like... Lung tissue is oranges in a bag? Ribs, yeah. oranges, <laughs> That's probably ribs. more realistic than I would. I would almost say, yeah. Ballistics yeah. Um, Do you guys remember those solid copper bullets that we were selling for a while? Like a year before the pandemic? The TSXs? Yeah. The, t- yeah, yeah, I think that's right. But Barnes... No, it's not TSX. I don't TUIs. Tumble upon impacts, yeah. yeah. TUIs. And they sent us a clear ballistics gel block that like you clearly could tell after the temporary wound cavity closed back, they stuck like an air hose in there to inflate it so you could see it all. And so they're showing you their quote-unquote permanent wound cavity is the temporary wound cavity. Optimized. And then they have like a little light to show it. And like, I just remember looking at that and going, ah, I got you. I, see I was actually doing. wondering today where that thing I don't know. Up. Did you guys shoot it for a video? Before we no. go any further, are we, are we just ruining our ability to be sponsored by these guys already? Like right off the bat. Yes. Okay. I mean that's okay. <laughs> Whoever you are, your product is garbage. No, I don't think their product. I think their product actually works pretty good because they had to shoot it with something, and there's a bullet <clears> in it from them. And they shot it with compressed air. But then, but then I think they they maybe inflated their uh, their possibility for permanent oh, wound cavities no one, literally no one and that. figuratively by pumping a little air into that ballistic so gel and making back. it look. To photography where people use all the post you know you take the picture and, and then, then you, you go through photoshop yeah and yeah. change all the color it's to make it more realistic like you would yeah. see it with your eyes and I'm, that's all they I'm were not, trying to I'm do i'm not saying they lied at all <laughs> i'm I know, literally i'm just saying that the end result looked a little nicer than if you didn't put a little air into it yeah and like show the actual wound cap yeah but to bring it back on topic as far as <laughs> yeah okay. topics that we're going to discuss yes calvary Tips, tactics, um, you know, mindsets behind firearms-related, whether it be competition, tactical, or you know, self-defense. Really, I don't think there's anything under the sun firearms-related that would be off-topic for us. I oh think, no! I think it's going to be very broad um, and very, you know, approachable from any perspective with firearm. Yeah, I think it's broader than that even because I'm. I know oh, I want yeah. to talk about hunting. We're going to go to hunting. I'll probably want to talk about fishing. Yeah. I'll Especially if we start hunting at night with thermal scope. Oh, yeah. I'm going to want to talk about that. Oh, we'll talk about gear, too. I mean, yeah, we can just, that can that could be a new podcast. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. I could roast some people on their choices of gear selection. Roast? Yeah. Mean. Hey, you know, if you want to act the part, you better. <laughs> He's talking about calling out tactical timmies. Tactical timmies. Yes. Yeah, I'm all about that. That's Love the guys that come, come to the gun store with a, a chest rig on. I'm like, man, you're 400 pounds. You're not going to be running and gunning. Immediately, just getting on them. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I love it. Sorry. <clears throat> I may be uh, not invited back, but that's No, okay. no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We love that prior military. I mean, you know, everybody watches Gurian Thumb. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, and he was Air Force, so. Yeah. Isn't he still in? Yeah, he is. He's a, an officer in the Air Force. Is that right? Am I wrong? Uh, I don't know if that's where he started, but he. I think he is a uh, a uh, TAC P now. Oh, yeah? yeah? That's cool. I could be wrong, but I think he started out as a non-combat arms, but he went to SEER school and then became a TAC P. We could even talk about, like, who's a good source of information mm-hmm. on the Internet on and YouTube. who isn't. How to verify your informational sources. Yeah. Yeah. Look... Like everybody's got an opinion. Because there's a bunch of experts out there that are going to tell you to go buy that trash gear. Yeah. Because they got the... I'd say look for the guys that are humble about it too. Like I'm all about calling somebody out and say, hey, that's not... That's pathetic or that's that's improper use of your gear or that's just the wrong gear for the situation. But it's all in how you do it too. You can't just be like, I know what's best and you know nothing. You can't assume... You can't always assume that the person you're trying to you know talk to or adjust is ignorant to the situation they might have some understanding of it but they might have it from a different perspective or so the, or you're not a james yeager fan <laughs> um <laughs> just not say, his attitude is yeah, what i'm saying yeah the attitude is what puts me off from a lot of these big tactical gurus and you know having met and worked with a few of the guys that are like that and also had been subjected to that in the marine corps where uh like dudes that are supposed to be top of their grade top of their class know all there is to know and you know they still don't know everything but they act like they do and you cannot i understand having the attitude sometimes will carry you through the situation but you cannot have that attitude when it comes to knowledge about every single thing do you think it's a function of like they've actually done all of the work and all of the field testing and everything and they've decided that the culmination of everything that they want out of something is this product and are literally trying to like just saved you the time and the money and the testing or are they just like paid off and no i don't think they're paid off or just it's their take and it's their world and you're yeah no i definitely think that's the case well it's kind of like your little bullet analogy yeah for that brief period of time when they were active Mm -hmm. that was the best stuff around it was awesome yeah and but you know theory changes tactics change equipment changes and if you stay static, stuck in your little time, well, there's mm. guys in, from Vietnam that would tell you, you know, I love L, my LBE. Yeah. Right? Not the best I don't think anybody to. says that. <laughs> <laughs> but you get my point. So, but. Are we going to do, like, tactical movie reviews? Because oh. we could just get into uh, the weeds. We could. That we'll would have to make, be a video, and we'd have yeah. to get his reaction to. React oh, to. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's already a Insert guy on YouTube who does, movie. like, Marine Reacts to whatever. Yeah, I've yeah, seen so. that. That guy's cool. <laughs> well. well. <laughs> <laughs> we def- this I needs mean, to be a video podcast. He's a, he's a Marine, so, I, you know, I can't be too harsh on him. But Yeah. It's also really easy to trash talk when no one sees your face. So yeah. once you put a face with it, it's like, oh, well. Yeah. Look at that guy. I'm going to tone him down a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I know I'm going to want to talk about, like, when we get back from South Dakota and. Obviously, this is not going to be the Meat Eater podcast because they got that locked in. Yeah, that's kind of locked in. But this, I would imagine, would be more like the Everyman um, because we're not we're not going to Texas to hunt Udad and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But how do you say it? Udad, A O U D A D, whatever that is. It's like a big antelope. It's more like a a big goat, like a ram. A O U. 
D-A-D. Pull out your phone and Google it. Say the word you. Why are you? You. How does that become? Different from E-W-E? You. Yeah. You're not wrong. (laughs) I got to duck, duck, go this because. Yeah, duck, duck, go. The Googles. But, um, I mean, it's obviously we're firearm centric because we are a gun store, gun range, training store. We do all of that. But I don't want to limit us just to that. It's just whatever. Well, because you do long range shooting, you know, which I'm intensely interested in, but don't get the opportunity to do a lot. Yeah. Me neither. Or we're all, I've got, you know, yeah. shooting the clays and I do that to tune up for hunting, but clay shooting's still fun. And I'm just now getting ready to buy my first break action over under shotgun. Doing it right. Yeah. So, I've, I went down that road in high school. I did like the hunter red thing and then got in, got heavily involved in like American Trap Shooters Association and Sporting Clays. Shot way too many rounds a year. Yeah. And like Bill. Now I'm like, you know, kind of meandering my way over into, well, maybe I want to get into long range shooting or just like practical, you know, environment shooting. And I, I actually really want to get more into hunting because I haven't done a lot of it just simply because of kind of how I grew up and didn't have anybody who would take me hunting, didn't have any land. I mean, you know, Mediator talks about that. Mm-hmm. We could talk about access, but the East Coast is probably one of the worst places in terms of public access For properties to hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, it, it's hard got, to hunt if you don't have property. You've got the game lands, which is about an acre of woods, like off of a like a river access. Yeah, or a Good highway. Luck. Or, or a right highway. highway. If you go down South Carolina, it's, it's like right off of a highway. Yeah. You can kill some big deer next to a... You ever watch The Hunting Beast? No. Dan Infault? Well, you've watched The Hunting Public. A little bit. He hunts with them sometimes. Okay. He kills a lot of big deer right behind the uh, oh, parking is, lot. Is that the dude from Georgia who like hunts in Atlanta with bows? Oh, no. This is a different guy. There's, okay. So when all the hunters go out and push all the deer around they go to where the people aren't and people are never at the parking lot so the deer through the deer season eventually migrate like back towards the back to the lot. back to the oh that's funny i have i have the owl dad it's a north african goat-like mammal yeah of the family bovidae it looks like a big it sounds satanic just don't hey, get out there they, they got some big horns it's just a big scary sheep yeah yeah that's definitely a symbol of the devil but you can go hunt them in texas you can go hunt those, what it's are they? It's a big goat. It's 40 inches tall. Yeah. Gracious. <clears throat> so, I'm not a trophy hunter. I'm a meat hunter, so. No. But, I mean, if. Oh, if, yeah, no doubt. About the only thing I want to hunt just to have it stuffed would be a fox squirrel. Oh, yeah, that's why we just, you know, sawed a foot off your shotgun. <laughs> just for fox squirrels. Right. It's pesky things. But, but I like to talk about that. I mean, we're open to anything, whatever strikes we'll just our talk fancy. About outdoor stuff that we like. I think that's a good way to start, and it'll it'll evolve as we go. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll get bored of certain topics and pick up other topics. I want to see what kind of fly you tie me with the pheasant I just brought you. Oh yeah, Richard just showed up, and we were going to do this podcast, and he'd been talking about bringing me like uh, a couple of pheasant capes, uh, for tying flies. And I promised him my time a fly, but he brought me like two hundred fifty dollars worth of fly tying equipment. So probably have to buy him or tie him like a full box now. 
and then teach them how to fly fish. Well, I just eat the pheasant, and, you know, I'd wanted to know how to cape one out so I could have, like, a wall hanging. Yeah. But when you told me that people are spending 150, 200 bucks. Oh, yeah, like a, yeah, it's $50 a cape some places. And that's that's not for a pheasant, that's for, like, a chicken. Yeah. But I could see how those feathers would be. Oh, yeah. And then a couple of turkey wings and a rabbit. I, I have turkey and pheasant feathers to last me the rest of my life now. And an entire rabbit, which I probably won't use for... And I'll get you more this year. Great. Things turn out Sweet. right. Sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to try not to uh, channel Vice Grip Garage on the... Yeah, if, any, if awesome. any of you listening are a fan of Vice Grip Garage or, or have never heard of him, I highly recommend it if you like cars and sarcastic humor in any way possible. Yeah. Um, it, he's basically just me and Richard's spirit animal at this point. Hey, we could do interesting YouTube channels. We could literally just review YouTube channels. Because Townsend's. Oh, yeah, don't get us started. We go down some rabbit holes. We're yeah. going to try not to do that. I, I at least know I have ADHD. Richard, so. who has only told you that he's a um, one of our you know, head instructors in his previous life. Oh, yeah. Has been lots of things to include a professional chef. That's true. We could talk about, ooh, we could talk we could about, talk about food. food. Wild game recipes. We're basically just going to turn to the media podcast. No, no. They're so much better than us. Yeah, this so. is true. But that would be cool if we could. They got cooler names, too. Like Giannis Putellis. The Latvian the Eagle. The Latvian hey, Eagle. That's apropos given world events. That Yeah, right? I was looking at a map the other day. I was like, oh, gosh. Yanni. Latvia. Get your family out of there. Poland. They're all in line. They so. got guys like Dirt Myth. That's a cool name. Not his real name, but that's just what they call him. Clay. Clay the Bear Man. But anyway. This just turned into a... A fanboy. A fanboy channel. You ever watch media or, or listen to media podcasts? I know what you're talking about, but no, I have not. Kelly's just I like, partake. just stop talking about I'll partake You could totally combine the long-range shooting with hunting. And yeah. Be really effective. Well, that's a, another thing that we will eventually talk about, too. There's a lot of people that live on the tactical side of the community that think, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want a super lightweight 300 wind mag... And a lot of people on the hunting side of the community that say, yeah, I'd prefer a really lightweight, heavy caliber rifle because I'm only going to shoot it once. And when you come down to it, tactically shooting, if you're sitting in the same position shooting several shots, you're compromised. So a lot of things between hunting and tactical shooting are extremely like copacetic with each other. Yeah. It's just we put a little more emphasis on certain things unnecessarily on either side of the table. Well, just like my clay shooting and my quail and pheasant hunting. I mean, I, I got into clay shooting, so I'd be a better hunter. So there's sport, and then there's, you know, going and getting food. But Transferable yeah. skills. Yeah. It's all interrelated. Uh-huh. But anyway, I'm excited. And we're going to roll through different guests based on uh, scheduling and who's available and that sort of thing. So you never know who's going to be here. Uh, we'll have to vote and see if we allow <coughs> Kelly to come back. I don't I don't know. But he seems like he'd be good. Yes. I'm biting my tongue. He's got the silky voice, so yeah. we'll run with that. Agreed. But anyway, I want to thank you guys for staying after work. Sure. And uh, thank you for removing some length from the barrel. Yeah. With my new coach gun. It's always fun. And uh, I guess we'll go home. But we're, we're excited to start this, and we're excited to uh, hopefully have an audience for what we're interested in. Because... I think they're universal if you're in the shooting sports. Um, we're going to be talking something 
we're going to be talking about something you're interested in. Do you, do you want to like make a prediction as to who's going to get? I mean, I, I would assume our circle of customers and family members and close friends who know about the business would probably be the first to jump on. But how far do you how far do you think we're going to reach as far as? Oh, even the guy that I was just talking to today, Hank. Yeah, he um, was excited about it. He was excited about it. I've so. had a lot of customers get kind of. They so like at least video. Ten people yeah. or so. Yeah. Yeah. Six, yeah three or at four. least six. Right. <laughs> How many people like work four. here? Uh, yeah, 20. Go about 20% of them. So about They're five. not all going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and you know what's sad is I would like to be able to capture some of what goes on here between us on oh, any given day. it's just a laughter factory. It's golden. But um, the things that are said when we have to come back here to a gunsmithing and vent about the customer we're yeah. dealing with. Yeah. I might just leave a mic on back here. That's or a vice bad versa. idea. <laughs> or vice versa when Ben has to come out there to vent about a gun he's working on back here. Yeah. Well, that's just so I don't get right the in front of the customer. <laughs> there's a necessary time for hammering, and there's an unnecessary time. Again, <clears throat> shout out to Joe. Yep. Gunsmithing <laughs> is walking that fine line and determining what is appropriate. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys, and thank everyone who's welcome. listening to this. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Welcome you too, people who are. Yeah, Listen. welcome to the Pro Shots podcast. Stick around. That was just too smooth. We got to end it. That's uh, it. Yeah, we're ending on that. All right. See Y'all ya. have a good one. <laughs>